Hi, and welcome back to Kelsey Run Relay, a Star Wars podcast. Our episodes drop at the beginning of each week, and you can follow us on social media. Our links will be in the description. This week, since it's the anniversary of when the three of us first met at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, we have a recap of the weekend in addition to a catch-up of all of the comics that have been released in the past few weeks. Before we get into that, hi, my name is Hayden. I use she, her pronouns. You can find me on TikTok at uh, taika.ytd, on Twitter and Instagram at mcuytd, and my brainworm of the week is just Bounty Hunters 34. Like, what, what, what an issue. Oh my good God. I was, to use a word, inconsolable. I don't know if anyone knew that. Yeah, I was, to use a word, inconsolable. (sighs) Anyway. I have a draft on TikTok that will never be posted because (laughs) I love Hayden, but, um, it's a compilation of all of the the pictures that she sent to me of her crying over Bounty Hunters 34 set to It's Quiet Uptown from Hamilton. Um, the, if you see her in the street, walking by herself, talking to herself, how pity. Yeah. It's, I think it's a masterpiece, but I understand why she wouldn't want it to be posted. So. It was, it was a dark day. But you could post it on friends only, maybe. (laughs) That's true. But Ethan would see it. Perfect. Even better. Yeah. (laughs) I should actually tag him in it. Oh my god. That man is lucky he's not coming to San Diego (laughs) Comic-Con. I would literally seek him out. (sighs) Anyway. Liv, why don't you introduce yourself? All right. Hi, I'm Liv. I use she, her pronouns. You can find me everywhere at Olivia Amadala. And once again, I'm sorry to repeat a brain warm of the week, but it is, in fact, Taylor Swift ruining my life <laughs> again. But this time for, like, multiple reasons. Multiple. Okay, one, she played Getaway Car, and I wasn't there. And the amount of people that immediately reached out and we're like are you okay yeah my sibling sibling video called me and just like didn't even say anything just like was sitting there with a shocked look on their face like and then was like are you crying did you cry as I have like tears streaming down my face and I was like no no I didn't my uh, friends, <laughs> they so all fine. they all stay up to wait for the um the surprise songs and everyone was like no i have live in my thoughts right now it was it was bad nova nova tweeted is live okay maddie tweeted just heard about the surprise song has anyone checked on live <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was that was, was so dark was then people being like why are the Swifties mad on the timeline and I was like it's not Swifties it's just living <laughs> yeah I had to explain to some poor dude that follows me on Twitter um and, and he, I, I said Taylor Swift played getaway car and his response was like and that's a bad thing why <laughs> I don't understand, don't understand. you understand oh, and no, then, okay. never hear it again <laughs> Ah, 
And then, okay, the second reason I am, she's ruining my life is the song, You're Losing Me, which I think Em will agree with me that we were having, we had a moment, we had a moment <laughs> on Friday. It just the text that we were sending. <laughs> How dare she? Evidently, it was dark. I was not a part of these text messages, but it was dark. It was dark. <laughs> like, so good. Like, oh my God. I can't. I wouldn't marry me either. A pathological people pleaser who just wanted you to see her. Did you see her? And this thing at this party. Once again, everyone asking if Joe Aldwin could fight. Turns yeah. out he didn't want to fight. And he didn't want to. He didn't he want didn't to. He didn't want to fight. I actually I made I made a friendship bracelet yesterday that says Joe couldn't fight. <laughs> so I'm quite proud of that one, even if it makes me sad now. <laughs> I have no idea what half of these words mean, but I'm smiling and nodding my head. <laughs> it was okay. Let me let me explain some Swifty lore. Swifty lore later. drop. Yes, Swifty lore. Uh, so, like, pretty much the entire time that they were together, and she would go out in public and she would look hot. Swifties would tweet, "Joe Alwyn, can you fight?" <laughs> Just being like, "I'm gonna fight you for her." Um, and it would Joe Alwyn would always be trending. When she would appear at places because of the amount of people saying, Joe Alwyn, can you fight? Um, so, yeah, when she reveals that he didn't want to fight for their relationship, basically, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Damn. So Joe Alwyn cannot fight. Not fight. No. He cannot fight and he would not fight. So. Interesting, great. interesting. Okay, yeah. anyways, um, <laughs> this is a Star Wars podcast. I have to remember that sometimes. S in Star Wars stands for Swifty. Exactly. And the On getaway car- podcast, yes. <laughs> getaway, her playing getaway car was a direct attack on me and Kira Stan. So, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, I feel like she won't do, I did something bad, acoustic version. So, uh, yeah, because I was also holding out. <laughs> Yeah, um, but if she plays right, Taylor, Taylor Swift, I I oh no down in my heart that you listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> please save right where you left me for Detroit, please, please. No, I don't have tickets yet. That doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I have to specify Detroit night two, not night one, because I will do something very very drastic if that happens <laughs> anyways emily would you like to go hi i'm emily protos she her you could follow me on tiktok at stardustem and on twitter and instagram at underscore stardustem yeah it's a star wars podcast but unfortunately my brain worm of the week is in fact uh I like shiny things, but I'd marry you in paper rings, too. I wouldn't marry me either. Damn. It's it's a hard, it's a really hard day. If if you were a Reputation fan, if you were, I was a fan of a lot of so- the, like, happier songs on Lover, it's a terrible day to be <laughs> alive. 
uh my secondary brain worm is miles teller at the Eras tour but her already having done i bet you think about me at a previous concert <laughs> which you could have brought him on stage taylor to sing too <laughs> but whatever <laughs> i hope he had a good time <laughs> oh and Stiller was this- there too it was a crazy concert <laughs> I just remembered also Lin-Manuel Miranda being at Friday's show and then she premiered the Karma music video in which she's basically Tafiti from Moana. So that's interesting. Just hmm, makes you go hmm. But anyways, Getaway Cars, Lin-Manuel Miranda's fault. Also, I hate Jack Antonoff. <laughs> no, he wasn't at the Getaway Car. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, because yeah, last night was Holy Ground. Never mind. Which is also a loss. I love that song. Oh my god. <laughs> Tears in my eyes. Maroon, Maroon 2 was a good one. We lost we lost <sighs> some good but like, soldiers. Except she I guess she did say she could do the Midnight's ones multiple times. But like <sighs> so. if if Maroon happened on any other night, I would have been sad. But because it was immediately following Getaway Car, it didn't even phase me. Like not in <laughs> any way. I... So, that's fun. Um, I don't even want to ask what happened this week because that's just basically it. What? <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, I guess I don't even know what else happened <laughs> this week. This week. Oh yeah, Star Wars. I yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, uh, Hayden Christensen and Diego Luna are doing an Actors on Actors. Oh, yeah. that's right. That'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. So that's a that's a fun lineup. It, it was a really good Actors on Actors lineup, but that was obviously the one that stuck out the most. Were, yeah, we're most <laughs> excited for. But that should be fun. Um. In some personal yes. news, I am a cooking fiend this week. I've been doing quite a bit of cooking. <sighs> have you cooked? Hmm? I say as if you haven't sent me pictures <laughs> of everything. Chicken. Mashed potatoes. Couscous. Uh, what else? Carrots. I tell you, cooking fiend. (laughs) Yeah, as for Star Wars, I have no idea what's going on. Just because I was super busy this week. (laughs) I don't think a lot happened. Like I said, the actors on actors thing. Um... Uh... I'm trying to think. Yeah, the, I'm just literally the only other thing I can think of is Barbie trailer came out this week. <laughs> so true. So true. That Barbie meme is really... taking the internet by storm. Mm-hmm. Oh, balance is Barbie. Canon. Yeah. <laughs> true. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm like scrolling through Twitter trying to see. And 
I guess I, I don't know if it's new, but we found out like who uh Disney put up for any consideration, which they put like all their shows up. But ah, uh, uh, they did like everyone from Andor, including Kyle and Audrea and Forrest. So that was good for me. So true. I don't think <laughs> what I bet even look at the nomination remains to be seen, but <laughs> I will not say anything because I will get in trouble <laughs> for who they submitted for outstanding writing. So I will <laughs> refrain from commenting upon that. <sighs> Anyways, Dan, Tony Gilroy. <laughs> so true. <Yeah. laughs> Anyways, Diego, Emmy nominee, imminent. <laughs> Unfortunately, Diego Luna, Emmy loser, also imminent given <laughs> Kieran Culkin's performance in the last Succession episode. <laughs> oh shit! That's another thing. This week is the last Succession Sunday. I am very concerned for how it will turn out like, for these. The characters. last one ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's a big day. That's my suckheads everywhere. Thanks. Welcome. Yeah. It's- and it's because originally they didn't like it wasn't even until the sh- like really right before the show came out people knew it was going to be the last season either mm-hmm. so i think it was like two weeks before the first episode or something like yeah. crazy soon so yeah but like and i like how in that time several people have like caught up like mac watched it all <laughs> in the last week yeah <laughs> and she she is now fully caught up to watch it tonight <laughs> Well, one last thing that happened this week that will segue us into our episode, Friday was the one-year anniversary of Star Wars Celebration Anaheim beginning, and it was the, the, it was the first time all three of us met in person and went to Emily's hotel room and proceeded to freak out over Bail Organa. So. <laughs> so true. <laughs> well technically you had already seen the episode i had already <laughs> seen the episode it was well we could just start talking about celebration anaheim this is like th- this will come later but this is like a setup of our private screening of <laughs> kenobi <laughs> on one bed it was ari Liv, and emily and on the other bed it was me and kels who had already seen the episode <laughs> so and Haley. I- yeah. And Haley. Oh, and Haley, that's right. It was all three of us on one bed and then the three of them on the other bed. And still my favorite one of my favorite moments of celebration is because we had already seen the episodes before, we knew that Bale was showing up. They the pre- the people on the other bed did not. So I was waiting, I was waiting and waiting and waiting until Alderon showed up and from Across the room on the other side of the bed, I just heard one like loud, long bail because the inhabitants of that bed are true Bail Organa enjoyers. And that was one of the funniest moments of celebration so far. So let's do a little recap. On Thursday, I got up at four o'clock in the goddamn morning, took my ass on a silly little Amtrak up to Anaheim. Got dressed as Dr. Afra in a hotel bathroom. 
and walked 30 minutes to the Anaheim Convention Center. Now, I met up in line with Haley, Kelson, Emily, meeting the besties for the first time. And then we went to the studio showcase. And within the studio showcase, Emily and I were the only persons who screamed for Solo and Alden Ehrenreich in a room full of 2,000 people. We were in like the main, we were in like the live stream room, mm-hmm. but even like, so we don't know like the other room, what the reaction was. Uh, Cause obviously the other room did start a solo, like make solo to happen shit. But oh, we did? In our room. Yeah. Remember? Oh, they did. Yay. And then also, yeah. And we were the only people who cheered at the other one though. <laughs> Nobody else, <laughs> just us going. <laughs> <laughs> I so, represent Solo Nation, you know, because I wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I so dressed up as Han Solo too. So, so true. After the studio showcase, we went to get lunch, and when I say get lunch, I mean a fruit cup from the cafe stand on the inside of the convention center. <laughs> and the you, worst chai I've ever tasted. Oh my god, it was. <laughs> It was, I took a sip. It was straight up disgusting. But <laughs> that was when I got the message that Ethan Saxon texted me and asked, where are you guys? And then sent a picture of Alyssa Wong with no other context whatsoever. And I began hyperventilating on the floor. <laughs> so after we finished our quote unquote lunch, we met up with Ethan Sachs and Alyssa Wong and they signed our comic books. <laughs> And then afterwards, I think, where where did we go next? Do you remember, Em? I think we walked around for a little bit. We grabbed the Andor poster, which I, that picture of you is That's just- right after the panel, yeah. Damn. I, I'll be kiss. so real. I don't have a lot of memories of that day <laughs> except for the Andor uh, pa- or the Andor trailer coming out. And was... us saying that, and me and mine freaking out because Diego Luna was coming, and we didn't know if he was coming or not. And then seeing Diego at the live stage with Genevieve. Oh, that's which you right. were not there for. No, no, neither of you were there for. <laughs> but I uh, saw Diego Luna on the live stage, and uh, yeah, and that was <laughs> little did you know. Little did I know, uh, <laughs> but that's like most of what most of that I remember from that day. <laughs> uh, I had a very cause... different experience than the both of you that day. <laughs> yes. But, um, did you have anything? Did, were you going to say anything I else? Gave, I didn't want to cut then, you off. No, the only other thing I remember is I gave Kels my oh yeah the Kenobi, Kenobi screening. like screening badge because I was like I, I was like I already got Andrew. I don't really care what happens. <laughs> And before you go into into the Disneyland adventure, I will say one thing about the Kenobi screening. It is that I got a thing of Pringles for free because I guess they did like trivia or something. Those Pringles that I have that I have not opened are still selling for $1,500 on eBay. I demolished somebody's Pringles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I was think, like, I think it was Kelsey's. I think yeah. Kelsey ate their Pringles. 
And then at the end of episode two, because there was the two episodes that they showed, when Obi-Wan says Anakin, and then it hard cuts to um to Darth Vader in the little tube, I screamed so loud I almost passed out. And everyone screamed so loud in the st- in the streaming stage, no one could hear a thing for like a minute and a half straight. <laughs> It was crazy. And then we walked all the way back to Emily's hotel room where we had our private screening, which is where we all met in person for the first time. But you had just come from Disneyland that day. So give us the details of your Disneyland adventure, Liv. Okay, so I'll set the stage. I woke up at 3 a.m. that day. Mind you, I am in the Eastern time zone. So I was going through some changes that day okay so my flight was at 6 a.m and I think it was a direct flight from Detroit to Anaheim so I did that and I land once I landed it was like 9 a.m so I took an uber directly to the Disneyland hotel and I did some um lying if you will um and I had them I told them I was staying there but I couldn't check in until later so I had them hold my bags (laughs) like my my suitcase so I could walk around Disneyland um and it wasn't a problem at all like I went back and I got them no problem so just life hack if you ever need to do that um but yeah so I walked around Disneyland from like 9 30 until probably four o'clock and then I went I checked into my hotel room and I got changed and I was going to meet up with Ari at the park because we had a dinner reservation and she was late because she was also watching Diego Luna on the live stage. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine, I guess. Um, and then we had excellent mac and cheese. Um, I have most of my pictures from that day are actually of my Black Series Zuckus in various poses around Galaxy's Edge. Um, it was very fun. I highly recommend going to Disney by yourself and just like taking your time, chilling out. Like I sat by the Falcon, eating my Ronto wrap, drinking my Malibrune juice for, I want to say like 45 minutes. And it was very nice. Um, But anyways, so I met up with Ari, we had our mac and cheese, and then we rode Star Tours like, I want to say five times because we are um, clinically insane four star tours specifically um and then we got the text from I think it was M asking if we wanted to go to their hotel and watch Kenobi and we're like might as well meet up with the besties Um, meet up with the besties for the first time so we did that okay and then that's the end of my oh I got to ride Indiana Jones for the very first time and that was very exciting to me um yeah Okay, that's it. That's that was my Disney day. And then when we go for my twenty first, we can ride the refurbishment. Yes, I forgot <laughs> about that. Oh my god! When we went for the day before Valentine's Day this year, <laughs> I went and got what is it? A puzzle? It was either a puzzle or something else. We were in the in it. We were in the Anna Jones. In the Indiana Anna, who's Jones. Anna Jones. <laughs> We were in the Indiana Jones shop, and then Liv was like, wait, come over here, take a video of me. So they had the opening to the Indiana Jones ride blocked off. So she, like, 
in the video she like grabbed onto the to the poles that were holding the thing up and she went let me in let me in (laughs) and now this summer they will let her in (laughs) i'm so excited anyways (laughs) but yeah i took yeah i took an uber back because it was like past midnight at this night also another thing we like did not get any sleep we were running on like four hours of sleep every single day. It was it oh, was yeah. rough out here. Also important to note is that by the time that I got to M's hotel, I had been up for about twenty four hours. She was in when a I got, mood. Yeah, when I got back to my hotel, it was something like twenty five, twenty six hours that I had been conscious for. Damn. I genuinely don't know how I did that. Um, <laughs> The power of friendship. Yeah, no, really, because Truly. that was when I wasn't supposed to be having caffeine because it was giving me like heart palpitations, but I still did, mostly because I wanted to try that um, cold brew calf from Galaxy's Edge. Delicious. <laughs> but yeah, and then I just kept having caffeine. Um, so that might be a factor why. Um, but yeah, don't don't do that, kids. Just don't <laughs> get some sleep. I don't even think I ate dinner that night. If I did, it was a cup of noodles from the hotel, uh, from the hotel gift shop. <laughs> oh, I was like, to be fair, I did actually eat that night because uh, that was I ended up going to uh, In and Out with like Harris and Oh yeah. so I did actually eat that night (laughs) I was just about to say oh my god did I eat but as I literally just told you guys about the mac and cheese that are (laughs) yes it was really good though (laughs) yes we at least ate breakfast every morning because our hotel had free breakfast so Haley and I would go and eat breakfast and then like we at least so there was that I stocked up on yogurts from my for my university's market. So I had like five yogurts in the tiny little mini fridge. And I had these Kind Bar knockoffs, <laughs> like the Kirkland Kind Bars that I would eat every morning. And then I had, what did I have? I had one of those Starbucks little espresso shot thingies every morning. And then I also had a second coffee from the little cart along with our lunch of a fruit cup. I I brought... um those premier protein bars and I had one of those every morning and I always had one in my backpack and I don't know if you guys remember but I would always be like you guys need a protein bar do you want one (laughs) because we just weren't eating we just were straight up not eating either so like (laughs) I don't know what the goal was (laughs) we had some salad and shit from that coffee I don't know why we were like we have to just go to this this coffee shop because we did not want to the food trucks cards. we were Kelsey and I were waiting for the food trucks and we were we were waiting for like 15 20 minutes and we hadn't moved if we had moved it was like three feet and Kelsey was like look we have to eat otherwise I'm gonna pass out I have a muffin in my bag but it's too much sugar like I need actual food and I was like you know what okay we're gonna go into the convention center and we'll get food there and honestly that coffee cart surprisingly there really wasn't a long line like the entire weekend that coffee cart was our savior, man. <laughs> it truly saved us from dying. But that takes us into Friday, which was our coordinated solo day 
M and I dressed up as Han, Liv dressed up as Kira. It's so my silly fun. little clip-on ponytail because <laughs> I had short, short hair. <laughs> that was the day that, Liv, you had the ILM reservations, right? We got yeah. into the ILM panel in one of the streaming stages, and that shit was so cool. And I specifically remember when Ron Howard was on stage, someone yelled, make Solo 2 happen. And he said, I'm not the one who does that. I'm not the one who schedules, who does that stuff, guys. But everyone was like cheering and which was nice. <laughs> and then what other day, what else happened at the Solo day? Well, the make Solo 2 happen. Ah, the meetup. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> We got another angle of it the other day. Oh my day. god. I was, they had a vendetta against everyone in that picture. Like, we no looked good. We look fucking horrendous. There's a reason why when people are taking pictures, you're supposed to say cheese and not like a sentence. Like me, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone will say it at a different speed. And that's why Hayden and I look like horses. Oh my god. I look vile. Awful, but anyways, that was fun. Um, and, and then stickers and pins, and yes, that was fun. And tops and then, cards, I still haven't opened yes. my tops cards. And we, um, I did not get tops packs. cards. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, they were. I did. Them. Wow, I did not get Damn, they really cards. had a vendetta against you. <laughs> and then that's how we accidentally stumbled <laughs> upon the High Republic meetup that none of us Which was, knew at the same was time. happening. <laughs> Was at the same time that then all the authors came to. <laughs> Everyone was like dispersing from the meetup. And then I see all of the authors start walking out. We see like Claudia Gray. Liv had a caramel macchiato in her hand. And then I saw Charles Soule. And I started shaking her hand and said, That's Charles Soule. That's Charles Soule. And I legitimately almost passed out. But we were in a position. So we were on like. The side, the right side of the picture slash meetup thing. So we had migrated towards like the back because I guess we were talking with somebody and that's when the, the authors started coming out. And we were like, and then someone with a camera started coming out. And then this random lady who I found out later was Christina Ariel of the High Republic. I like how you say, I, I like said random lady. I knew who it was. I took a picture with not. her. <laughs> I talked to her, to, with her. Christina, I'm very sorry if you listen to this. I I did not watch the High Republic show then. <laughs> but they all started coming out and then they all started congregating in front of us. And I, I told I've told this story before. But the, I saw this one guy that was standing a little further, a little bit further back than everyone else, but still in front of us. So I remember giving him the stink eye and <laughs> him turning back around. Turns out that was Tommy of the day's writer production thing. So again, Tommy, if you're listening to this, I apologize for giving you the stink eye. And we, all three of us, we're basically having many breakdowns standing up and all three of us were very prominently in view of the high republic show as we were dressed in our solo cosplays i i want you guys to know that i genuinely had no idea what was happening i didn't even (laughs) recognize half of the authors i didn't know who people were cosplaying as like i was very confused (laughs) sort of 
I was very supportive of everyone there, supportive of you guys' <laughs> mental breakdowns, but I had no idea what was happening. Because you could see in the video, they have to say, Daniel has ailed or having a variable, wonderful conversation. He was talking with me. <laughs> He'd like jump from and he's like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing an interview. <laughs> I did I was a very basic High Republic fan then right <laughs> I had read Light of the Jedi I had read Rising Storm I had read Fallen Star I had read the High Republic title I had not read anything else I was very very confused <laughs> I had read um, the High Republic title issues 2 to 5 because for some reason number 1 did not download so my rented on Marvel was, Unlimited. Yeah. So um my knowledge was limited to say the <laughs> least. So I I knew what the Dren here were. I had read all I those knew phase who ones. Was. <laughs> That's it. <sighs> Anyways, if any higher public authors are listening to this, we are so sorry. <laughs> And also, if Mike Seglane is listening to this by some miracle of God, um, thank you for Mike Wazowski-ing me, because I was having a certified moment behind you. So then after the solo meetup, we went to the High Republic signing in the Celebration Store, which also... Which was in the worst line. The worst line. One of the worst lines I've ever, I've ever waited in. And I, this is where my, um, my beef, quote unquote, with Kevin Scott begins. So I was waiting. I was literally two people away from like crossing the thing and going to the signing. And, and he was the person I was most excited to see. <laughs> two people away. The man gets up and bolts out of there. All the other <laughs> authors stay. The, that man gets up and bolts out of there. So I finally get there and I'm like freaking out over Charles. <laughs> um, and then Liv has an interesting story with Mr. Charles at that High Republic signing where we were not dressed in High Republic cosplays. I didn't bring anything High Republic, um, at, at, as you could have probably guessed. Um, oh, Charles, Charles, I am sorry. Um, <laughs> I go up to this man with about five or six different Kira comics, only Kira comics, nothing else that he has ever written. Um, and my ass dressed as Kira hands him my comics and I'm like, thank you for bringing her back to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, you're welcome. And then I start just rambling about Kira. Um, I, I don't even really remember what I said to him, but yeah, I told him that I was going to hand out pins the next day and that I want to give one to him. And he was like, cool, just tweet me and I'll come find you. And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, but that's, that's for the next That's for day Saturday. I... So after the higher public, oh, were you finished? Oh, I was just going to also Sorry. mention that I showed, um, DJO my Zuckus pocket and he <laughs> appreciated that because very similarly I did not bring him anything higher public I brought my <laughs> copy of four LOM and Zuckus Zuckus must die um, <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> okay, that's it. That's all. I <laughs> After the signing, uh, I, who was it? Was it Element or Chaco? But they invited us to a karaoke session with a lot of the besties. Now, here's the thing. I was 19 at the time. We had to leave by, what was it, like 9 o'clock if we were 19? We got there at 7.30. I spent about an hour and a half there, and then I had to go back home. (laughs) But I think Emily has a much more fun story about the karaoke night. (laughs) It was like the whole day we were there. The convention is a really long day at the convention, and Chris is like, people are like, we gotta start showing up to karaoke. And Haley and I are like, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> like, um, so Mac had nicely delivered me my Star Wars blanket, which she she found while wandering the Star Wars store and said, in a hey, box. you want this? In a box on the floor. And the guy apparently bringing it up was like, I didn't even know we sold this. <laughs> Um, so I had my Star Wars blanket. I went and I was like, I have not eaten all day, so I'm just gonna walk to the Jersey Mike's <laughs> that's across from my hotel because I desperately need actual food if I'm gonna drink tonight. So I had a Jersey Mike sandwich. Uh, Haley and I head out to karaoke. Hey's like, I gotta leave in <laughs> ten minutes. So I said, I'm a pussy. <laughs> Yeah, because they were like, no one under 21. And I knew going into that night, because I turned 21 during the pandemic, I had not had a lot of opportunities to, like, actually drink with friends. I knew that I was going to get really drunk that night. if you will. And I got sloshed. So Kels and I were sitting together. We are very (laughs) together. (laughs) Uh, I ate a lot of watermelon. (laughs) too much watermelon um and was talking to people I let Char knew that I thought he that I thought that he thought I was a bitch (laughs) (laughs) and I thought he didn't like me (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea I I know very little about other conversations that I had I know that Kit was there I talked to like Cal and uh, Chris and Pep don't really know what I said. <laughs> who's who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> and then I might have thrown up in the bathroom. <laughs> and then I was like, Haley, I'm tired. We should go. And then Haley and I left. Um, I miraculously, my makeup came off. I don't remember taking it off. I do remember <laughs> opening the Star Wars blanket so I could sleep with it. <laughs> Um, that was like and- a bold decision too because like what if you ended up throwing up on it yeah yeah I don't know my brain I, I think I figured I already threw up <laughs> okay fair enough like I think the idea was um I don't know if the drunk the drunk logic was all there so <laughs> um yeah and then the next morning I woke up with the worst hangover that I've ever had in my <laughs> life <laughs> I woke up pretty early because originally I didn't set an alarm. I don't think because I was like, you know what? We're just going to wake up when we wake up. And I woke up pretty early and I was felt good enough and I got in the shower and then I got in the shower and I was like dry heaving. <laughs> so 
So then I had to stay in bed for a while. And then I got up and I threw up. And then I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I threw up again and I was like, let's go. We gotta. It's Jenerso Day. I was like, it's Jenerso Day. We get this party. Party. Jenerso would want me to get up. Yeah, Jenerso would want me to get up. So I threw up and I felt a lot better. And then, like, the first thing I did at the convention was get like a Gatorade and a cookie. And that also and that also helped a lot. <laughs> and while all of this was happening, Liv was having the time of her life at Star Wars Night. So please okay. indulge us in the Star Wars Night story. Star Wars Night was a blast. So basically, if you don't know what Star Wars Night is, is it's basically an excuse to wear cosplay at Disney and not get in trouble. That's how because they I have very it. strict laws on cosplay. Yes. So I got to walk around in full Kira cosplay in Disneyland. I got to take like the pictures in front of the Falcon. They also had the throne from Book of Boba Fett, which, you know, you know me and my clowning. Um, <laughs> so I did have to take a picture as Kira sitting on it. Um, as you should. But I did. I went with. Um, Bestie Ari. Yeah. Yeah. Ari was like my my bestie in, in crime, but we were also with Harith and um, Sage at one point, and I think Camilla. So, and bestie Sydney, who she cosplays Cara Dune, but she's like the nicest person ever. Oh, Rebel so, Ray! Yes, exactly. Um, so we just hung out with them all night. We rode Star Tours far too many Hyperspace times. Mountain. Went on Hyperspace Mountain, which is the first time I've been on Space Mountain in general, and it was Hyperspace Mountain, so it was amazing. I loved it. Um, we saw Dave Filoni and Sam Witwer together, and we did kind of stalk them, but that's fine. Um, it's fine. Um, Again, we will I... refrain from commenting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ari and I got Leia Sundays, which I still think about on a pretty frequent basis because they were freaking delicious. And we took like the cutest picture ever of us with our silly little Sundays. You were very um, pocket sized. Wait, you gotta you gotta start over. We didn't hear you. Did we meet any of the characters they had out? No. The lines were too long. Did we really go on any rides besides Star Tours? <laughs> no. Was it worth like 120 something dollars? I don't know, but it was really fun. And it also gave me the chance to um, grab two. Okay, because I, w I was walking around for myself for a bit because I was waiting for everyone to kind of show up. Um, and I was really hungry, considering that I hadn't had anything besides a caramel macchiato. Um, so I went to Adventureland, and I got myself these two meat skewer things. They were quite good. But um, as I was walking around trying to find a place to sit, to sit um, and I, you just have to remember, I am in full Kira cosplay, holding two meat skewers, walking through Adventureland, and I pass... Charles Soule and Kevin Scott. And it, it felt like that gift from It's Always Sunny where they're just looking at each other. 
but like one-sided because they had no idea who I was um <laughs> besides I, maybe Charles did because of my outburst but it's fine I don't think he he put two and two together um this is my um this is the Anaheim version of the taxi driver beef situation um but anyways um so yeah it was just like a weird moment of wow why what how why did that happen that i think that is the overall vibe of celebration is just what how why how did that happen yeah like at both at both of the celebrations i've been to that was basically like the vibe of the whole weekend but anyway continue anyways that was pretty much it me and my meat skewers i did eat my meat skewers and then i met up with harris um yeah, it was fun, but I do think it was a little overpriced and not very well planned. But what are you going to do? I had fun. I have pictures with Zam Wessel. Like, that that was the one character interaction I got. And literally no one knew she was there. She was just kind of like lurking above. <laughs> and I walked up to her and I was like, hi. <laughs> hi, Sam. She was like, have you seen a queen around here? And I was like, yep, I'm going to rat out Padme in two seconds flat. And then Ari was <laughs> mad at me. Um, but it's okay. Girl boss has got a girl boss. Yeah. I think Sam and Kira would be besties. So true. So, so true. Okay. Anyways, that was that was my Star Wars night. <laughs> the end. Yeah. it's also worth noting that going into saturday my voice is like basically oh yeah on. one thing that we forgot to mention is that we screamed so loud at the studio showcase that we like it, it i i sounded like i was dying every time i talked but like em, em was on like another I, level yeah like i screamed for that and then like the first day i basically wore myself out and then i just never like it's been so long since I talked to so many people for so long <laughs> and mind you now I'm starting to think oh I'm supposed to be at a work retreat in <laughs> three days with uh my entire like everyone I work with that like has never met me in person and my voice is like dead <laughs> so we'll see how that works out <laughs> so this takes us to Saturday, which was our big day. This year was it was Monday, but this but last year was Saturday. Saturday was the day of the comics panel. Liv and I were in our comics outfits. Uh, we were supposed to keyword supposed to meet Tamara Morrison. Um, what else happened that day? Uh, I think I went to Rogue One meetup. That was you fun. did. Mm-hmm. That was uh, fun. No, I said no Sagarera cosplayer there, but there are a lot of other really cool um people there that were nice and took pictures with. I saw Bodhi cosplayer. That was really exciting. That was <laughs> I still follow her. She's really nice. Uh <laughs> um What else happened that day? Hold on, let me check my pictures. No for a fact. A button. A the button. Yes, we um, will get to that. Oh, this was also the day when Hayden what? didn't recognize Tommy and stopped 
just talked about Charles Soule for like five minutes straight while he was standing literally right beside her. I and turned around and went, huh. I've mentioned that. I've mentioned <laughs> this before. I had my contact in as Valance. I could not see out of my left eye. He was in my even larger blind spot. Like I could, I could see maybe it was very, very blurry and also very, very red. I could only see in front of me. And he was like right like behind my shoulder. So I straight up did not see him until everybody was laughing at me. And then I turned around. It was really funny though. Like I understand that you couldn't yeah, see okay. him, but it was still really funny. I know. Oh, this is also the day we got our threshies. Or maybe it was the day before, but we took I the- I bought like I bought like four threshies at one point. Like <laughs> I only I only was doing one, but I was buying them like because it was like limit two per customer each time we went through. So mm-hmm. I was buying them for like all the people that Max said she was gonna get it from. <laughs> and like I made I had to get one for Jess. Like I got I got my Enfis Nest Dushy. I didn't and get a thrushy, but and <laughs> there was literally like maybe two of the Enfis ones left and they were both kind of wonky and the girl was like I don't know which one do you want and I was like I'll take this one I can fix her and the girl just started laughing I have my baby oh I got my my K2 Ushi which I didn't realize talked because I remember it was more expensive and we all bought it and then I one night when I was taking it out of the package finally I clicked him and he he talks he says K2 phrases (laughs) So and then didn't it say like celebration 2020 at the bottom? Yeah, yeah, because he was supposed to be that exclusive. Like Thrushy was the 2021 exclusive or 2022 exclusive. He was supposed to be the 2020. So they just like had him, and then they were like, (laughs) "There you go." (laughs) Which none of us knew. (laughs) But yeah, I have my my K2Shi, who is standing because I hate the K2SO Funko Pop. I think that he's very ugly. So he he is my stand-in for that because I have the entire rest of the Rogue One crew in Funko Pop form, but just K2 in, uh, in itty-bitty form. This is the day I was dressed as Valance, if you guys didn't pick that up already. But I met the queen of Katath Aten from the Screaming Citadel arc. Her and I have a bunch of pictures together because I was the only person who recognized her. We were all sitting out. I was waiting for Kels. I was waiting for Kels and Ari, and we were all standing outside at the fountain. And Kels and I took pictures, and we made Wedge Han kiss. And then... I noticed that she was dressed up as the queen of Katath Aten. And again, I was the only person to recognize her. Her cosplay was fantastic and nobody else recognized her. What was but the then, downfall of doing cos- comic cosplays? Is like that nobody no recognizes you. Yeah. And then this was also the day where um, I saw another mud trooper outside of the convention center. And I had my little mud trooper Han in my pocket. So we took pictures together, and here the Mud Trooper cosplayer is pointing to my Mud Trooper Han. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to the Mud Trooper cosplayers at Celebration Anaheim. I don't, I haven't told you how much I appreciate you, but I do. And this is the day when we did a lot of shopping. And then I had the picture of Liv with the other Kira cosplayer. Uh, and then we got our Threshies. And then we were sitting in line for an hour for the comics panel. 
Which we definitely didn't need to do once we were in there. We yeah. it definitely was not full and we got seats so easy that we did not need But to they sit. were in the front. But we were also, I think at that point part of it was like we were all so exhausted and like yeah. we're like, <laughs> I guess we'll just out. see. We're yeah. like, it's fine if we just see here for an hour. It's nice on this floor. But before this was the Temar Morrison shebang. So I'm gonna let Liv expound upon that. Okay. So I <laughs> I bought I bought the photo op with Tamora Morrison because he is my love. Um, we don't do video versions of our podcast, but I I literally record with a giant poster of him right beside my bed. Um, like I I I love this man. Bob so Dylan much. Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, Bob Dylan Boba Fett. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so I bought the I bought the photo op. And then I was immediately like, oh my God, why did I do this? I'm going to die. Um, and so I invited Hayden to do the picture with me so we could do a kind of like, what if Book of Boba Fett, you know, with, with <laughs> Alex and Kira, like yeah. a, a cooler version of Book of Boba Fett. Um, so anyways, we... The cameos we should have gotten. Exactly. So we go to line up for this photo op and the lady the lady's like yeah we don't know where Tamora is right now we have to set the stage though so we were walking and then we saw there there wasn't like anybody in line but they were saying like if you're um or they were saying like if you have a a photo op with Tamora Morrison come see us at the desk or something like that and we were like okay that's weird so we went in line and then continue yeah so the girl was like um yeah we don't know where he is so we're gonna have to postpone the photo op and we're like and what time will it be postponed to 4 20 and guess what time the comics panel is at 4 30 4 30 (laughs) so i wanted to die a little bit um, and then the lady was like, well, we can postpone you to tomorrow if that works better for you. But I didn't, I only went for Friday and Saturday last year. So I was like, cannot do that. Um, so she said, well, come back later. If you can't make it, we'll give you a full refund, which I'm glad they did offer that to us because I'm pretty sure if you read like the terms and conditions of the photo op, it says no refunds. But what are we? gonna do um so we're no snitches yeah um yeah so that was fun and I was like devastated and Hayden was very nice and comforted me and then that's I do believe to be gushy that's when the gears in my brain started turning and was like oh she's quite nice um but like in a in a fruity way um anyways and she's then we, quite nice we, gaily Yes, exactly. Um, so then we just went back and met our friends and we sat in the line for the comics panel for about three hours. <laughs> three hours? That'd be dramatic. Like it. it was an hour. Chill out. And it's but funny because yeah. as soon as like we sat in that line forever and then we like we like rushed like one over to go to the book panel and we had like no trouble finding also we did we did not wait in line at all 
we joined the end of the line for the publishing panel got in got good seats. <laughs> no problem but yeah we were sitting in line and we were we were just talking it was like what like 10 of us i think it was all of the besties it was me Liv, evily sage jess uh lily Kels. who Kels. Kels. Uh, Mac, 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 Jess, Ari, Sage. Ari, Sage. I think I already said Sage, but yeah. There was like a Jess. group of 10 of us micro-influencers sitting in a clump at the beginning of this comics panel. And Liv and I filmed the one TikTok I made at Celebration that I still have not posted yet. <laughs> Talk to you. I'm, I'm mad about that. <sighs> I, I think you'll, you'll I think you'll be for okay. the one year. Yeah, oh, maybe. Oh, that is today. Damn. <laughs> Perhaps. But anyway, so we were standing in line and they were starting to let the light speed lane people in. And then who comes up the escalator but Ethan Sachs and Charles Soul? And I guess I have to mention that I did tweet Charles Soul and let him know that we were waiting in line if he wanted to come get a pin. Okay. And so Mr. Charles makes a beeline for Liv. And I'll let you tell this part. Oh, so scary. He's a scary man. He's he not, is, he and is. nobody gets it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, mm, I have to act normal. And <laughs> I, I forgot to put back on, like, my metal wrist bracelet things. Um, so it wasn't even a complete cosplay, but it's fine. Um, so I give I gave him a pin and I gave Tommy a pin, even though I didn't really know who Tommy was. Um, I love you, Tommy. I love you. Um, and he asked to take a selfie with me, and then a picture of just me with with my costume. Because as far as I know, I was the only Kira cosplayer who did at, the cape. Yeah, at that convention, who did the cape, and I I think uh, Kaylin and I are still like two of the only people who have actually done the cape which i think is is kind of cool but um kaylin's is way better than mine but it is fine <laughs> um kaylin is a actually like a trained sewing person so <laughs> he's insane he's insanely talented um but anyways so charles asked to take my picture and um it ended up being in his newsletter like a month later which i read while i was sick in bed with covid <laughs> i was like am i Don't hallucinating scare. this right now um but that was really fun um but who else and... took your picture oh yeah um so this guy was just hanging around them i had no idea who he was um honestly this is going to sound me, but he just sounded like your standard run-of-the-mill comic book nerd. So I had no idea who he was. Um, so I just let him take my picture. And then when we go into the comics panel, he is the moderator and is C.B. Sobolski, a.k.a. the Marvel Editor-in-Chief. <laughs> um, so C.B. Sobolski, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't... And I mean, when we were at Celebration this year, I did have, like an actual conversation with him we did really we talked, talked so. with him for a long time when we were getting kidnapped by lucasville <laughs> so now we are placed at the comics panel where this is like the one panel 
I refuse to miss. And this last year, it was Dark Horse or at the time IDW and Dark Horse. No, IDW, IDW and Marvel at the same like panel instead of that celebration this year where they had two separate panels. Last year, it was Marvel and IDW who then turned out to be announcing their um, collab with Dark Horse that then got delayed. But anyway, so <laughs> during the comics panel, when we get like a bunch of reveals and stuff and like the the covers for like the final Crimson Rain issue and stuff like that. Um, and then they had like a Q&A portion that they, at the end and C.B. Sibolsky, I think this was like really unrelated to the question, but it was like, um, which character did you most relate to growing up? And then... Ethan says, before I answer, I just want to give a shout out to Valance Nation. And then he says something else, but I blacked out. So I didn't remember that. And then he said, there's actually someone sitting dressed as Valance in the audience right now. That person was me. And then I also blacked out. And then this kid behind me yelled, my, my kid, my dad dressed as Valance. Which will come into the story later. But then he answered the question. So comics panel ends. Liv, Liv goes to the Celebration store to get the Kursushi. I go with Lily to like wait for the authors to come out. So the authors come out, we speed line. But before before we go and see the authors, we see Kevin Scott once again booking it out of the auditorium so he cannot sign my comic books. So Liv, I was I keep saying Liv. Lily and I go and talk to the authors, and then the kid that had yelled my dad dressed as Valance before Ethan had found him and he showed us a picture of his dad's Valance cosplay. And like mine, listen, I'm too lazy to do the metal face, at least right now, just because I do not have the funds. But this guy's dad had like a fully like chrome metal face plate for his Valance cosplay. And it looks awesome. But basically we, we, I just took an hour and like basically met all of the authors like I met up with Alyssa I met Jody Hauser I met of course Ethan I met Greg Pack was not there but Charles poor Charles I had uh, let me think I had 15 comics for that man to sign and Tommy once again I'm sorry bestie I love you Tommy <laughs> he had to bag have Charles he had to unbag have Charles sign the issues and then rebag them and give it back to me so <laughs> after that, uh, Charles leaves because he has to go do a meeting or something. And then it's just me, Ethan, Alyssa, and Jody Hauser just like talking. And I do get a little teary eyed and I thank them for their kindness. And they were like, okay, like we have to go to a meeting now, but it was very nice to meet you. And then they all walk away to go off to their meeting. And I was kind of just like sitting there trying not to cry <laughs> because that meant a lot to me. And then Liv texted me. It was like, hey, do you want to go to the celebration store? And I was like, fuck yeah. So I walk over there and I meet up with her at the celebration store. So do you remember what you were doing at the celebration store um, while I was having a breakdown? Yes, I do. Um, I went to meet up with my friend, Brittany, who we've been friends with since our vintage girly days on Instagram. Um, so no way. I didn't know you guys knew yeah. each other that long. Yeah, so... I went to meet her in person for the first time and she was really nice. We took a bunch of pictures together um, and then we went on our separate ways. I also ran into um, Ash and Brian from Always Believe on YouTube, which like they're pretty much the only YouTubers I watch and they're super creative. They're super fun. Um, and I saw them and I was like literally shaking. I don't I don't know why I'm like this, but I, I asked to take a picture with them 
and they're big solo people as well. So I explained like my costume and I was telling them like, you guys need to read these comics. They're so good. Um, and then we went on our separate ways. And then I just went around and I found a bunch of merch and that's how I ended up spending over $300 at the celebration store. Yeah. In one day. Yeah. But I was telling M earlier, I don't regret it because I still wear like all of the stuff that I got there, like really frequently. Oh yeah. Same. (laughs) Like, I still, I wear my Afro t-shirt, like, weekly. I realized we should have worn, because today's recording has been a bit of a mess, transparently, (laughs) transparently to the listeners. Uh, We were supposed to do another episode, but I was almost going to suggest that we all wear our (laughs) our solo besties tee. Well, funny news for you, I am wearing the besties (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. The ugly solo besties t shirt that we saw, and we're immediately like, we have I'm obsessed. (laughs) When we we meet up, when we meet up, we will wear it together. Yeah, we all had them at celebration and then just like didn't wear them because like there wasn't really an opportunity to, but we had them. We did. Liv and I also got our matching bad batch shirt. Those pictures of you guys are absolutely adorable. So cute. So cute. So cute. Still some of our best pictures. <laughs> some of our best work. So true. And then afterwards, uh, finally, we're like, we'll head out. We saw the publishing panel. I don't really remember what happened at the publishing panel. Or, I didn't it go was to the it, publishing panel. It wasn't the publishing panel. It was like, there were like two book panels. There was like the big one with the, all the announcements. And then there was the one where I think it was just for books coming out so they talked about like Shadow of the Sith and they oh. talked about Brotherhood and they mentioned uh Princess and the Scoundrel yeah and it was something else probably oh um speaking of Princess and the Scoundrel there was a double-sided poster that had the Shadow of the Sith color the Shadow of the Sith cover on one side and the Princess and the Scoundrel poster on the other side and someone had like an extra or something, but and Kelsey and I both wanted it. So we played an incredibly intense game of rock, paper, scissors outside of the Anaheim Convention Center, and I won the poster. But then they got they got one the next day, so it's a win-win. Yeah, I still have the Prince of the Scoundrel one. It's hanging up on one of my gallery walls right next to the Andor poster that I got. <laughs> the posters last year were so good. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's and then it's next to the ray art that I bought. Oh yeah, uh, we we forgot to mention we bought, we got the solo art. I I had pre-ordered the solo art from the celebration store, the official piece of solo art that they had for like the official art show. And then there was an artist there that had like um they had a solo print that had like Alden in the background, like prominent. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get that. I still that have that. Very, that guy lives. That guy lives where I live. He's very cool. Because I'd met him at another Dang. art exhibit thing. Oh. And I have the one of the reprints, the reprint that's like right across from me is from him. It's the last Jedi one. And I know he had oh. made like my sister has one that he made for another, like he was a part of like the celebration showcase at like one year. And she has like the art that he made for that. Oh wow. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Slay, slay. Okay. So back on track as one of our patented tangents is over. Uh, after the celebration store, we were all like, or we were, we were all meeting out in the courtyard in the Anaheim Convention Center, and they were like, "Hey, do you guys want to go get something to eat? We're starving." <laughs> yeah, we are starving at this point because the only thing we've had all day is like, again, a fruit cup and a coffee. We've not eaten a full meal in days. <laughs> yeah, so we were like, "Hey, let's go get dinner somewhere," and then. I don't know who suggested this, but someone was like, oh, there's an IHOP right side, of, right outside of the convention center. And that night was then dubbed, it was then dubbed the 24-7 IHOP off the Anaheim Convention Center. We went, we, or who was it? Emily, Sage, and I had some absolutely horrendous crepes. Which, which, hey, goes, these are really good. And Sage yeah. and I went, no, they're not. But here's the thing. I had I had eaten a crepe, but not the white sauce part. Which also the white sauce was pretty nasty looking itself. <laughs> so all of us were like literally trying not to fall asleep at the table. I finally had to take I had to go wash my hands and take my contact my, my red contact out so I could see Did you again. Take it out at the table. Yeah. <laughs> I have the, I have the video bookmarked on Twitter actually. Yeah. Of like, hey, trying to take out her red contact while we're all sitting at this table. <laughs> it was it was a time. And we all started talking about like our you said Jin Ursa would be a chocolate milk girly, and we just had like silly little conversations like that. And then I got attacked because I dipped my buttered toast in ranch and it was fucking good. And I stand by that. <sighs> what else happened at the 24-7 IHOP off the Anaheim Convention Center? Then, uh, afterwards we went to, uh, Kelsey's hotel room because her hotel was literally right next to it. And we stayed up till like 3 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) We were talking for- What? Ginger brawl. The ginger brawl. Oh my God. So the ginger brawl was a fight between me, Kelsey, and Mac. We were all standing outside the the IHOP off the Anaheim Convention Center, like beating each other up. And then Emily is in the front with a peace sign this smiling. Had, this had been a joke on Twitter for yeah. weeks leading up to the convention. <laughs> and then we were like, we have to get a gingerball pick. And we got the gingerball pick. It's still one of the best pictures, I think, from Celebration. Yeah, that we I got. agree. So after the gingerball, we went to Kelsey's hotel room and... Um, we talked for about four hours. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Deep into the night, we talked. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Oh, you guys took the picture with the Bad Batch spirit jerseys? Yes. What else happened that night? Just a lot of talking. Thoughts. Hmm? Any thoughts? At least for me. <laughs> I will let you explain that if you want to. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And then Liv and I were like, and then we all said goodbye outside of uh, Kelsey's hotel room because Liv and I did not go to the uh, last day of celebration yeah. that year. And then I went home, I, not home, went to, back to my hotel and I cried. <laughs> yeah, I can't lie. I did cry. A lot after the last day, but I, I was the until Monday when I was going to get 
Starbucks tea to try to salvage my throat before I had to go to the work <laughs> retreat. And then I like sat in my car and cried outside of the Starbucks. Yeah. So Sunday was, I was the only person who, um, I was the only person from this group at least who went on Sunday. And let me tell you, I was fucking dead. Okay. I woke up at like 10 AM. If you know me, I can't sleep past 7 AM. So waking up at 10 AM was a lot. I was going to originally do like a braid thing for my hair. Cause I was doing Cadelia that day. And I also knew that I was going to be exhausted from the, from the rest of the weekend. So, um, I decided to do like my sweatpants cosplay on Monday. It was still very, very, very low effort. So on Monday, I met up with Ari and Kelsey and Lily, and we all just kind of like stayed together for the rest of the day. And then Jess was actually in their Eli Vanto cosplay. And we were waiting in line for, uh, who was it? Kels to meet Ashley Eckstein. And Belle posted Valance and Cadelia art. And I did in fact cry waiting in line for Ashley Eckstein. So after they met Ashley, we were waiting for them to like finish being done or whatever. It was me, Jess, Lily, and Ari, and we were standing off to the side. And then one of Ashley's handlers comes up to Jess and goes, do you have a TikTok? And they go, yeah. And they're like, and the handler was like, oh my gosh, I follow you. I love your Eli Vanto cosplay. And they were like, thank you. And then they just like walked away. <laughs> so Ashley Eckstein's handlers know who Jess is. And then after this, this was like, closer to the end of the day so everyone was like pretty tired we actually had like a a meal from the cafe cart thing um and they I had like a chicken salad sandwich it was okay and then afterwards we were like sitting um waiting for the closing ceremony and making tiktoks and we were making like a couple with like the threshy and stuff like that and all of a sudden Anthony Daniels comes waddling by, walking like C-3PO behind us, and he like waves at us and smiles. And we were, we were we all like looked at each other and we were like, is that Anthony Daniels? Yes, it was. Uh so then it was like right when the the closing ceremonies happened. And um they announced that it was gonna be in uh London next year. Well, Europe technically, but London and all of us were kind of like oh and we were like yeah I'm probably not gonna go blah blah blah, blah. narrator voice they did in fact go <laughs> so that was Monday and then after that I we said goodbye to Ari and Lily because Lily had to drive back to her house and then Ari had to go to the airport but Kels and I we had like a little bit of time and I wasn't leaving until the next morning so we went to Anna to the IHOP up the Anaheim Convention Center and got dinner there we talked for a while and then they had to leave to go to the airport. And then I got back to my hotel room and I cried <laughs> and then I went to sleep. I woke up the next day and then I had to go to the Amtrak station where I cried on the train. If I had a nickel for every time I, tr I cried on a train after a Star Wars celebration, I would have two nickels, but which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice, right? <sighs> so that was... The, a recap of Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. So, what what do we think? 
that's like a very broad uh yeah category but just thoughts thoughts about anything I don't even think it's an exaggeration to say that it changed my life no not at all like so much for the better that I I don't know where I would be if I didn't go yeah yeah like obviously uh a big reason that the three of us even became super close was because of the fact that we talked so much before and then we were planning it and then you know actually went to celebration and and hung out like for a lot of the time I mean clearly the reason you two are together is because (laughs) of what happened like um yeah and just like that was uh the first time that I had ever really met like internet friends in here person uh and it was such a weird or like an interesting experience because obviously like a lot of us joined tiktok and and started making you know star wars stuff during the pandemic um and then to like finally be everyone in person was yeah so so fun um yeah yeah like you're saying i don't think like uh my life I think my life yeah would be very different now if I didn't go yeah then (laughs) for example I would not have spent probably the last uh (laughs) year of weekends recording this podcast (laughs) yeah it is not an exaggeration to say that celebration changed our lives um yeah, I, I echoes live I echo Liv's thoughts when she says she doesn't know where she would be if it wasn't for celebration, because same here. I was 19 last year, so and I'm still the baby of our kind of circle of friend group. <laughs> and this is also the first time I've been like this involved in a fandom that I like went to a con. Like Celebration Anaheim was my first con ever, besides mm-hmm. um a San Diego Comic-Con special edition back in November, 2020, if you really want to count that, but I don't know. It was just such a special time. And after the weekend was over, if it was even possible, I felt like I loved star Wars even more than I did when I got there. There's just something so special about the con itself where it's like just a group of people who loves Star Wars as much as you do, that enhances your love of the franchise. And of course, you meet you meet new fe- people, you make new friends, you reconnect with old ones, you see some of your favorite, like you get to meet your favorite authors, you get to meet maybe your favorite actors or see uh, special previews of your favorite show. Like it's just truly an experience that you only understand if you go. And when people are like, oh, why are people, why are people crying after a uh, celebration? It's just a con. The, you don't understand it unless you've gone and you feel the community that that celebration creates. It's not a normal con. It's it's like, not, not in any way. Yeah. Like at any other con, you would be like constantly looking, searching, like how do I want to say? Like seeking out all of the star wars stuff this con is just star wars stuff 
and mm-hmm. just and people who like know what you're talking about when you like talk about the books when you talk when you talk about the comics when you talk about the higher public like it's it's just so unique and very very special yeah 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 i mean i think uh, people oftentimes like to discount um online friendships uh and in some cases and in a lot of cases with star wars twitter like uh people who have made who have romantic relationships through it live in hey are not the only people we have so many other <laughs> friends um who it's have a, who star wars twitter is just a dating site dating, it's literally <laughs> just a dating site but um yeah like when I mean like speaking from my own personal experience you know I I graduated college during the pandemic while doing a semester um not at my actual university I was in DC um so I didn't have a graduation ceremony I just when I like packed up and left college, I just kind of said goodbye to like my one friend that I had been rooming with. And uh, I moved to a state where I didn't have any friends who who lived here. And the fact that I was able to meet people online who I could talk to and then eventually meet up with in person. And now because of like meeting up with them, like I learned that like Savi and I like lived really close together and now I met up with Savi multiple times and we've been to each other's houses and we've met each other's parents like uh like it truly is a a life-changing experience I think especially for people who often feel isolated um and maybe struggle with social interaction you know, for, for one way or another. Um, and like, obviously, like I said, like I said, mentioned it before, but obviously this also grew out of like, especially special circumstances of a time where like, they literally were like, don't go outside (laughs) and meet with people. So like, this was a, a special experience of meeting people when you were encouraged not to really do that. (laughs) Yeah, just I think both celebrations have just really highlighted the positives of the Star Wars community. Because, like, let's be real, this the the thing. Excuse me, the fandom as a whole is sometimes just not a great place for women and gay people and people of color. But celebration is the time when those um when those like sectors of the fandom shine mm-hmm. it, it just truly is so special and i don't have the words to say like how special it is yeah <sighs> yeah and now you know for <laughs> for worse for y'all this podcast exists does that so <laughs> better for us <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah but yeah in summation if you are physically and financially able to attend a star wars celebration please do we i i mean 
I can't recommend it enough. I'm pretty sure my co-host can't recommend it enough. Uh, as for traveling across the ocean yet again for celebration in 2025, what do we think about that? Have to see. Yeah, I told my mom, and originally, Laura dropped. She was like, absolutely not. You are not going to Celebration Europe. And then she came around to it, and we came to an agreement. And then I told her that the next celebration would be in Japan, and she was like, um, oh, or something along the lines of, oh, so you want to start saving up? And it was not an immediate no. Which both concerned and intrigued me. <laughs> I know all of my family too were like, so you're going, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I actually no. <laughs> but okay. Interesting. I'm like, oh, we'll never say never. And I'm like, do you want to help me <laughs> no. fund this or <laughs> any final thoughts on celebration and what it means to y'all? Celebration, good. Good. Agreed. Three thumbs up from us. <laughs> Celebration made me gay. Not really. But it did give me a girlfriend in a roundabout sort of way. <laughs> oh, stop it. Power of balance, for real. <laughs> so true. Oh my god. It's Disney made me gay. The woke agenda is working. We are the, the living proof of Disney made me gay. <laughs> so true. And 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 four days before Pride Month, too. <laughs> Jojo Siwa for real. <sighs> anyway, we can move into Castle Rumba Club because boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to catch up on. We counted, and there have been 13 comics since we last congregated. So for we're going to we're going to expound upon definitely after 31 and Bounty Hunters 34. But for the other ones, we can just give like a split second rapid fire review. And I'm gonna so, be real. I my literacy has been in the garbage, so I haven't even read most of these yet. <laughs> so. So let's begin with Vader 33 and 34, which came out back to back. Um, if we were to do like a six-ish word review, cancel the series, please, please. I I can't keep reading it. It's just so bad. Like the covers was aren't this, even that cool anymore. Was this the was this the, the, the Sabe Luke? Vision? Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. I like I don't read the comic but we were talking about this I don't know even if you are a, a a huge fan of like Luke and Padme and want them to be I don't know why that is what you how you would want that to happen or like even imagine it like I know it's a vision so it doesn't matter but like none of that seems like it's good even if you are a fan <laughs> but also how does Sabe know what Luke looks like when he's in his farm boy outfit I, it just, the, the series just makes me so mad at this point. And it's so sad to see where it started off as. Cause like the first two arcs are really good. 
Like I agree some of the best Star Wars stuff we've ever had, but to like, to keep beating a dead horse like this, my God, just cancel it. Cancel it. I don't want to read it anymore. I don't want to spend money on it anymore. Just, just cancel it. Liv, do you have any thoughts or have you not read it? I haven't read it for the past, I want to say five or six issues because I just. The motto, the motto of this is just hashtag free Sabe. Yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, Lando number one. I will say about this, it gave me Star Wars Volume 1 vibes. I think it was the coloring, but like the the kind of adventure they go on, it was definitely like definitely some of the um the silver modern age stuff that they originally did. Did you read this one, Liv? Did not. Okay. So moving on. Uh let's just go through some of the ones that we can leave. Afra and uh Bounty Hunters and maybe Black Wind and Red 2 for the end. So Nameless Terror number three. And four, I guess. I think it was it was really good. Rapid fire work cleared up the story really well. Really tied in Path of Vengeance really well. Um, thoughts, Liv, if you read it. I don't think I've read the fourth one yet, but I like the third one. And I like I liked all the characters in it. I thought it was really good. I agree. So after Nameless Terror, we have Star Wars 34, which is the issue that starts off the arc where Luke gets his green lightsaber. Now, a message to all of the scalpers off out there who pushed the issue to $35 at least on eBay, what is wrong with you? Like, seriously, it didn't even... St- the word... <laughs> the lightsaber didn't even show up. And you're already pushing the issue to that like amount of scarcity and value, quote unquote, seriously. Like I was talking to the, I was talking to Didi, the guy at the comic book store. And he was like, yeah, the scalpers, it's, it's getting really, really, really bad. Cause he, I had told him that um, Quest of the Jedi had gone up to like 50, $50 an issue. And he was like, yeah, we had to, we had to restrict it to only one customer. Because people are insane, and they don't want the, the the comic books for the right reasons, and that makes me mad. But anyway, uh, Star Wars 34 was okay. I'm still liking this artist, and I still like how we got the origin of Luke's like black sleigh outfit. Uh, but yeah, so um, moving on. Did you read that one, Liv, or no? Okay, Higher Public 9 and 10. So this is the conclusion of the Higher Public title that, um, that's that been going for the for the past few months for Phase 2. What are our thoughts on that? Because I know we both read this one. I loved it. I loved it so much, and I didn't want it to end because I don't... I need more Fildar, Tay, and Maddie. And I'm going to miss them. But I, mean, I think it the ending was really, really good. At the end, it said the end and the beginning or something like that. That's yeah, the beginning of their relationship. Because they're yeah. dating. Like, I don't know maybe if a little, or romance, Maybe a little bit of romance. <laughs> good no, cabin. Like, it was so fruity. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, but like, so good and earned. Yeah, they're so Han balance coded, it's insane. Like crazy. Also, anyway, Bildar is um, sexy. He is very sexy. Mac, if you're listening to this, please tell me how you did your Vildar cosplay. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I'll be honest. I expressed my worries in our discord with some of our besties. I was worried about how high Republic 10 was going to, uh, wrap up the series because after re I finished path of vengeance before reading, obviously the, before the comic came out. So I had said, like, I'm worried how they're going to kind of tie these storylines together. I'm worried how they're going to finish off, um, Tay's arc. I'm worried how they're going to finish off Vildar's arc and then Maddie's like also but her she was a main character in path of vengeance so that's like not really a like a, it wasn't really a problem for me but i i had previously said like i'm worried for how this is going to end and i'm worried if they're just going to smush everything together because i think this issue was 28 issues and higher public issues are usually like 23 24 so I was like they might not have enough pages to finish the story but i'm pleasantly surprised with how it turned out yeah all right any final thoughts on the higher public nine and ten? I love, I love it. I love them, Maddie. I love you. <laughs> so true. Yes. Okay. This is kind of a big one, but not really. Free comic book day, higher public adventures. Lula Talasola versus. Crypt I'm Camera. going to turn my volume down because I don't want to hear spoilers. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna mute you guys. Wave at me when you're done talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Have you read it, M? No, I didn't end up wanting, uh, it, I was going to wait in line and then it started raining and I didn't want to wait in line at the, and I didn't have a coat. So I didn't want to wait in line. <laughs> so I did not, I have a vague idea what happens. I asked very specifically, a lot of times when there's a character that I'm interested in and I don't read the comics or anything, I just go, do they die? Um, and the answer on this from what I got was no, at least not yet. The, the key is we didn't see a body. We didn't see a yeah. body, and in Star Wars, that basically means that she's alive. But basically, this takes place during the fall of Starlight when Crix is, Crix is on Starlight, and because um, the Nile are doing their fuck shit and they blew up Starlight Beacon, he gets released from containment, and then he finds Lula because she is... Um, oh, I have chills just thinking about it. She is trying to save the younglings and like all the kids on the on starlight beacon so she she tells them to go she'll fight crix herself and then crix like is crix is blowing up the main mechanism that keeps the top and the bottom together and then um the the thought bubbles are like when when i go down the only thing is, in my mind is and then it's like the picture of starlight exploding and at the very corner it's zine so morales solar cannon i don't know what i'll do if they don't kiss but as everyone is, I was in Daniel Jose Older's walls. I was in his ceiling. I was in his atoms. I was in his molecules. He Vader grabby meme. Uh, uh, <sighs> and especially with the cover of Higher Public Adventures Volume 3, it's not looking good. It is not looking good for poor uh, Zine. Zine and Court, rip to them. Anyway, this is a really good issue, especially like both plot-wise and character-wise. It really, I feel like it really like rounds out phase two and brings us back to where we are in phase three, where we're going to be in phase three. Um, also, mm -hmm. a Harvey Tolabao's art, womp, chef's kiss, as always. Uh, can't wait for Higher Public Adventures Volume 3. So, Liv, you may unspoil yourself. I'm waving. I'm waving. <laughs> Hello. 
Okay, you're you're back. You've returned. I'm back. Okay. So after that, we have Vader, Black, White, and Red, number two, which surprisingly I liked a lot more than the first issue. I think the second story was my favorite. Um, it, it's really body horror heavy. It's about a tag scientist who is doing experiments on people. And it's one of those like mad scientist things where she injects herself and she becomes the monster that she was experimenting on. She was like great. Dog. Yeah. This is that <laughs> issue or not that issue. That story specifically is what people want out of a Vader series. And Black, White, and Red is what they want out of a Vader live action TV series or whatever. But the framing story with the cyborg Sin, aka Balance to Electric Boogaloo, who is um, his dad, it's revealed that his dad was a cyberneticist who basically engineered Darth Vader. And he and his dad experimented on Sin, his son. So he wants to do to Vader what his father did to him. And it's a really, really good story. And also because he looks a lot like Balance, I have I'm giggling and kicking my feet for real. And then, do you remember the last one? Yeah. I didn't read issue two yet. Oh. <laughs> Oopsies. Um, I, oh, I just remember what the last one is. The last one is a very, like, short story about, um, I can't remember if it was tattooing, but it's kind of like one of those stories where, like, um, you know, big bully uh, takes other people's, I think it was Tatooine because it had to do with water, but like big bully takes other people's water, but then Vader comes in and shows the bully who's the real bully. And I think he kills the bully for bullying the kid and taking the water. Like I said, this- Why do you got beef with kids? I don't know. A natural reaction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this series is what people want out of a Vader TV series. Anyway- that's a quick recap. If you want, I really recommend Black, White, and Red. If you want Vader content, but in a unique light, you know us. We're, we're tired of the Vader content. This is refreshingly new, and I'm actually really enjoying my time in this establishment. So let's start with the heavy hitters. After 31, I will let Liv go. Oh my god, gay people. Gay people real was my takeaway. I, I don't even know what else to say about this. Um... Alyssa, I am in you your are world. A mastermind, but it was like it was so good. It was so good, and we got gay marriage proposals. <laughs> we got so many gays kissing each other. Four separate like couples. Four... We got Keta finally. Finally! Oh my god, when I turned the page and I saw the panel of them kissing, I literally gasped, gasped out loud. We got Keta, we got um, Afra Tolden, we got Afra Sada, and we got Lucky and Ariel. She was crazy. I love gay people. <laughs> gay I haven't even cried month yet. Yeah. <laughs> gay people real not clickbait. Uh, any final thoughts on this, ep on this, not episode? Oh, the epilogue, the epilogue. Afra has kidnapped Luke Skywalker and next week is the, um, the WLW MLM hostility issue with Luke and Afra, and I am so excited. 
It's there. It was mentioned in the preview. Be gay. So true. This is for Pride Month. It's the day before Pride Month, but it's an honorary start to Pride Month. But in the the preview, it was mentioned that like Afra was like paying him back for the screaming Citadel uh, shebang. And as that just that that made me happy because if you don't know, Afra um, on purpose injected Luke with uh, the Aberson symbiote, which is kind of like a hive mind horror thing. And then he fought with the queen, so he's technically the king of the symbiotes. And he ordered all the symbiotes out of everybody. I, it, it, it's it's a whole shebang. But the reference to that was very, very nice. Thank you, Alyssa. Uh, but yeah, very, very excited for uh, 32, which is, again, the WLW MLM hostility issue. Now, we move on to Bounty Hunters. Oh, boy. See, I can't stop talk. I can't start talking about it because I will start crying. So, you. Yeah. <laughs> Liv tweeted about it. I said, "Just made the unfortunate decision during Body Hunters 34 in my lunch break, and I'm sobbing. And I have to go back to work in seven minutes. I damned her. Wait, what happened? They erased all of Alex's memories. They what? In all caps. Oh, Hayden needs to be put on a watch. Yeah." <laughs> It was so bad. So, 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 so bad. Like, uh, Hayden Hayden has a lot of emotions, so she cries over a lot of stuff. I do not. <laughs> um, I, I don't generally cry unless I'm, like, on my period. Um, so when I tell you that I was genuinely, like, sobbing in my car while reading this, issue like i am being 100 percent for real like that's how much it affected me yeah i had to take a midterm before this and our friends who get arcs were like hayden you you need you need to read this alone and i was so scared i avoided getting spoiled and then i sat down and i read it and this was also to add to this this was paolo villanelli's very 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 last issue as the ongoing artist for bounty hunters so it made it just worse and then oh i'm literally gonna start crying right now i can't, I can't. <laughs> fuck gideon hask okay talking to herself talking to herself half pity yeah, i thought i was i thought i was gonna cry but i didn't think i was actually gonna cry and now i'm actually <laughs> <laughs> you would like it uptown. It's quiet uptown. <laughs> Unimaginable. No, you you need to continue. I need a moment. Okay. Um. Let's see. How do I summarize do you see this? this? Does, does there this are make tears Ethan... in my eyeballs. So, <laughs> is Ethan sex? Is Ethan Sex Hamilton and, and Hayden is Eliza? <laughs> Water on my hands. On my hands. <laughs> oh my god. Let me summarize this so Hayden doesn't have a, a mental breakdown. So oh, too late. The, well, I know, but further prolonging it. 
Um, so basically, the issue opens with a flashback to Valence's childhood um, and his mom. And basically, she fixes the toy that he broke. Also, and... the toy that the broken wig. It just is... <laughs> yes, very nice. Um, so she fixes it and basically says, like, you're destined for more. You're going to be among the stars. Just don't forget me when you're off on your glamorous adventures. And then, I mean, so well, you guys. plus plus side of this issue is that Valens <laughs> is shirtless and greasy the entire time. Like, he has a whole fight scene shirtless. So I would like to say thank you to Paolo Villanelli for going out with a bang. And Ethan specifically saying that he did that for us. Um, but basically, the Inferno Squad kind of beat up the the Edgehawk crew because they're they're going after Valance because I need their his the memory of the the Death Star that he doesn't even really he it didn't rip he like saw it once saw. and yeah like he doesn't even know what they're talking about um and basically he's whooping their asses um but they they do get the the hold on him and boss and they threaten to kill Bosk, which is we love balance on this on this podcast. The story is um, set up the way that the story is set up. It's it's supposed to make them antagonize, but even though Balance hates Bosk, he still doesn't want any harm to come to himself. So he he sacrifices himself, <laughs> even though Bosk and... is a as the point at this point he's an elderly senior. <laughs> it is, um, but anyways the. The nice one in the Inferno Squad. I don't know their names besides Aiden. Um, Gideon the one is the motherfucker is... and Del. Del. Yeah, Del. Del. He, so he like puts the the device on Valance's head to extract the memories, and he literally says sorry before he does it. Um, and so basically, it erases all of his memories, and it, it's just taking some time to do it. So. It doesn't all go at once, so he still knows where he is. He still knows who he's around. Um, but then, of course, we get the flashback to the flashback that we had at the beginning and Valence forgetting it. Like, it just fading into nothing. So, um, the implications of this is... <laughs> which is, Hayden, just, just turn off your volume. Just take okay. off your headphones. So the implications is that he won't remember anything he's been through. He won't remember Han. He won't won't remember Cadelia. Now I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> but yeah, so Ethan Sachs, we're in your walls now and forever. Because why would you do that? Why? Okay. That's all I can say because now I'm crying. So cool. Emily, what's your take on this whole situation? You saw the chaos that unfolded on Twitter. Honestly, I feel like it would have been almost kinder to just kill him. <laughs> no, exactly. 
Like all of the stuff that he's been through, just oh god, just kill him at this point. <laughs> like, like, I guess like the pro is there is the possibility of him like getting his memory back. Yeah, that's what I'm. That is always to. a possibility. Like, uh, the con he's is not even, he's not even who he is anymore because he doesn't have a heart he doesn't have any of his yeah like he's a complete memories new person basically he doesn't have any yeah and that memory of who I'm, he I'm was just thinking i'm just thinking like how bad that could be if like vader got his hands on him again like <laughs> if the empire were to capture him again like now there's literally nothing to like hold him to like who he was to like defect or whatever like they could could just completely make him like a like a killing machine that like to their whim because like they can't completely form him to whatever they want him to be so um i'm scared and i feel like the next issue is just gonna be like whatever story new story they're doing it's just gonna be flashbacks interspersed throughout and balance forgetting them and that's gonna hurt so bad (laughs) and i i made a tweet basically saying that saying like 35 better not be balanced slowly forgetting his memories and ethan Sachs said well it's not gonna happen slowly so um he is so mean to us genuinely so i he had that, like that one cooking for a while, makes me too. Think that that's actually going to happen. That, yeah, and he had that one cooking for a while. He's he's had that in his mind for quite some time. Then are you back with us? No. Okay. <laughs> if if it makes you feel better, I I started crying too. Okay. I thought I would be okay. Lord, I was not. <laughs> it's just once you start talking about it, it hits you again. What? Yeah. <laughs> like I was fine up until the point where I, I won't tell you because you'll start crying again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe we should stop talking about this for the sake I think of our so. mental health. In summation, Ethan Zach, I am in your fucking walls. <laughs> Great issue, though. Yeah. It like, was if damn we good. Thought, if we thought issue 7, issue 7, 17, 17 31, and 31, were sad, we didn't know. <sighs> no. We had no understanding of what was coming. I would say 26, too. Yeah. This... That was less of a, a sad for balance, though. That's more sad. For Cadelia. Overall, yeah. This poor man cannot catch a fucking break. <laughs> oh, and when you were when you had your volume off, M said they might as well just kill him at this point. Stop! Honestly, oh, but like <laughs> it would have been better if he died than what happened to him. No, he is my 
emotional support cyborg. But is he? But is he now? Because he's sure not not, I will leave this fucking yeah. podcast. I will leave this Zoom call right now. Jason Fry with that fucking chapter and from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. Please don't let me down. I started crying again. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Anyways, 12 out of 10 Sorry. issue. This also solidifies my thought that Bounty Hunters is literally the most underrated Star Wars comic series ever. Because what... Even though it doesn't lack in, like, event, like, stuff happening, what it doesn't have in that, it makes up for in character, like, development and growth, which is something that we don't, like, really get to see and, like, we don't really focus on one character in Star Wars comics. Like, this fucking unparalleled. All of the issues with Paolo have been fantastic. Like, fuck, man. <sighs> shall we do our literacy updates i think that was all the, the comics yes that was all the comics that came out i okay. haven't been reading i don't like if i haven't even been reading comic books there's <sighs> no help for me when it comes to book books um so yeah i'll let emily go next <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did I what did I read? Um, I read because I finished Path of Deceit like right before our uh episode on that. So I read the reread, I guess, the second book in the Gallagher Girl series, Cross My Heart and Hope to Spy, where they introduced like the main love interest, and it it's very good. I'm literally I'm just rereading the series because like. I read it when I was a kid and they were very fun and uh so far they definitely hold up I actually really like the writing style of it I think that the voice that the author gives the character is very fun because like it feels very like yes this is a like super genius girl going to spy school but also she is like a teenage girl who doesn't understand when boys are trying to flirt with her or like gets panicky when they say that she looks pretty like very cute uh very fun um I forgot like what the overall like I I don't really I think it only read like three books I'm not 100% sure what the overall plot of it ends up being (laughs) like I still don't really know but I'm having fun finding out and then I read um Do I Know You by Emily Wimberly and Austin Sigmund Broca, who are like husband and wife duo who write books together. Um, so this one is about a couple who's been married for five years and they're kind of like in a weird spot in their marriage and they go on this vacation and when they're at the bar, some like they don't, the person they're with like doesn't know they're a couple. So then they spend the week kind of pretending like they're just getting to know each other on this vacation to kind of like reignite the spark um and I actually enjoyed it I was like not really sure but I enjoyed it a lot more and I think it's because like part of it was I liked that it was like neither of them did anything wrong it was just like their own kind of personal insecurities and issues that were causing problems and both of them were very like oh like I didn't even notice that and they talked about anyway 
I gave it four stars. I really ended up enjoying it probably even more than their other book that I read by them. Um, and then I'm currently reading Stone Blind by Natalie Haynes, which is a like Medusa um, re retelling, recontextualization, one of those feminist ones. It is really cool so far. Um, Liv, I think you would enjoy it. It's really good and it's cool because uh, it's like it, the chapters are short and then it like tells like it brings in like a bunch of different people so it has like perspectives of like Hera and Zeus and Athena and uh Perseus's mother I forget her whatever it like tells the story of like how what happened to her and like how you know she had Perseus and like how that kind of contributes to like who Perseus is and like what he eventually does and it was like funny because like it did this thing where like you're like oh you might think that like I can tell that you're starting to think like oh Perseus is some hero or like wow that's so like courageous of him but like remember he's like a brat and you will not feel like sorry for him at the end of this um and it's really cool like it's one of, one of those ones where you're just like recontextualizing like especially talks about how like uh once again like how disproportionately like women were punished in greek mythology especially for the actions of men like medusa was punished for something that poseidon did to her um but very very good so far um and it's one of the ones where i can tell that the author has like a lot of knowledge about like greek myths and i think she's actually written a couple of like non-fiction um books about it but uh, enjoying it so far excited about it and that's my literacy update I have been literate <laughs> uh, no. Hayden my literacy has been quite interesting so since we have last recorded I have finished Empire, which is the mini or like the maxi series that not even maxi series, just ongoing that Dark Horse did in 2002, and then it got relaunched as uh, Rebellion back in 2000 and oh, I don't remember. It's probably either 2006 or 2007, but that was 40 issues, and I read that over the course of a couple of days because like work was slow, and I was you know I had like the, the capacity to think about it. And I'm obsessed, I tell you, obsessed with Janik Sunburf. He is my newest baby girl that I've added to my collection. He's literally like Valance before Canon Valance was Canon Valance. I'm obsessed with him. He's drawn very sexily and he's pathetic. And he's my poor little meow meow, which therefore makes him baby girl. So he has been added to baby girl squadron along with Valance and Han Solo. Uh, after that, I kind of took a break from reading. I I had started, okay, so Star Wars 1998, was, it's set in the prequel era, and it mainly focuses on Kiati Mundi for the first couple issues, and it was ass. So once I finished it and I finished up with the Quinlan stuff, I was like, mm, I need to take a break from this. Otherwise, I'm going to tear my goddamn hair out. So a couple weeks ago, I think a couple days before I left to go home, I started the Star Wars Republic, which is the relaunch of that, of Star Wars 1998, but just under the Republic, like, subtitle. So I've been making my way through that. Um, and then a couple days ago, I've 
I got prequels fatigue yet again. So I'm taking a break and I'm currently still trudging my way through Daredevil volume one from 1964. It feels like I read 18 pages. I look at the page count and it's like, I've only, and it says I'm only on page eight. It's, it's rough (laughs) out here, but book wise, this is a funny story. So I tried to start battle scars, could not get past 10 pages. I started reading the first Bounty Hunter Wars book, could not get past 10 pages. I tried to start Battle Scars again, could not even bring myself to open the book. So I was like, hmm, you know what? Let's let's try something different. So I started Aftermath Empire's End. I got about 30 pages in before I realized, holy shit, I'm reading the wrong goddamn Aftermath book. I am reading the third one instead of the second one. So I put the third one away and I started the second one. I got like 10 pages 10 or 20 pages into the second one and then I put it down and I have not picked it back up again but that was like two days ago so it's not like that much of an issue so far but yeah it's still funny to think that I was reading the wrong book 30 pages in it took me 30 pages to realize I was reading the wrong book but anyway that's my literacy update Uh, (laughs) thumbs up Anyway, okay, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? <laughs> no, no thoughts. The head empty? Yeah. Same. <sighs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this wonderful Wait, little- did we have a oh. listener question? We did! This was from, like, a long time ago, though. We haven't um from Ema, i think yeah um okay so we could do this just really quickly before we wrap up hey besties once again i love the podcast so much words cannot express them oh thank you here are four questions for you one what gives you three the right to be so funny and accurate what gives you three the right to slay so hard What species do you think you are or what species would you like to be in Star Wars? What Star Wars band would you be in and what location would you play and what era would you be in? All I got to say about each of you, swag. May the force be with you and we are all the Republic and for light and life, Eva. It's so nice. Okay, first question. What gives you three the right to be so funny and accurate? Um, Mental illness. Yeah, that's a big one. (laughs) Uh, two, what gives you three the right to slay so hard? Yay. That was my thought, too. And then Li- Emily is <laughs> ally. Ally. <laughs> ally. Three, what species do you think you are, or what species would you like to be in Star Wars? I've always liked Pantorans. Yeah. So I think yeah. I, would, I would want to be a Pantoran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very- um, what is what is uh Vanestra's species? Oh, Mary Allen. Mary Allen. I think I might be a Mary Allen. Kind of similar to Liv's. I also think that they're very cute. And um also because for a while I had my hair dyed purple. So I feel like <laughs> that kind of so works true. out. Uh for me. Or a Twilek. I always go between that and yeah. a Twilek just because I feel like they I feel like Hay would be a Twilek. I was gonna say a kefar because they have like the, um, the the tattoo on their face, and they they're like more likely to have psychometry. So I would say. Why did we we all chose a species that would have a tattoo? 
<laughs> I didn't even realize that. But yeah, I would think I think I would be a Kifu or a Kifar. That's that's Vildar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Vildar and, and Quinlan Boss. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that that's a tattoo that they get? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it is just like, yeah, the Pantorums yeah. and the um where they get them when they're young. And then this is more legends, but like because Quinlan is from like a really uh like prominent clan i think in his home world and his his grandmother or something like that she has like a long stripe down her down her face and she's like kind of like the the prophet almost like the oracle if you will of her tribe and like of the planets kifu and kifex um so that is also like it's 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 like a really like cultural slash status thing hmm. and i mean i think the the white versus the yellow between like bildar and quinlan respectively also has something to do with it but you know it's canon it's canon we don't really have any information about that so as of right now in canon quinlan just has a cool tattoo <laughs> um, i'm sure it's also like the pentorum stuff where it's probably like a cultural yeah yeah i and like then- the pentorums because it's gold yeah it really like contrasts with their skin nicely mm-hmm. but also rio chuchi love you queen so cute love you, queen. i love her <laughs> kevmo hard eyes and then oh, finally no. oh <laughs> finally number four what star wars band would you be in and what location would you play in what era would you be in this is an interesting question. I feel like for Liv, it would be the one on Dryden Boss's yacht. Yeah. I don't know what they're called, but yeah. I was going to say either that or um, the Max Rebo band, but specifically the one that plays at, um, what's it called? The the Sanctuary in Book of Boba Fett. Because oh, I just wanted yes. to flip. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. What bands are there? The one from the Visions. I can't remember what they're called. It's on Tatooine and I don't believe. Bestie, <laughs> I do not remember a single thing about Visions. I'm going to be so honest. I just remember that one because it had Chibi Boba Fett in it. it was oh, ta- yeah. I, I know it's called Tatooine Rhapsody. Yeah, so. I don't know the name of the band, but it was a damn good uh, name. It's I, Star something. I wouldn't want to be on Tatooine. Yeah, Star Tatooine Waver. is pretty nasty. It's called Star Waver. Star I think. Waver. Interesting. Star Waver. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I default maybe to was the end. Just thinking of like, yeah, Dryden Voss's yacht. Can I be the little like pickled guy with the microphone? <laughs> yeah. That's you and me. <laughs> or the the, the Lin Manuel Miranda pot. band. What? The, the Lin Manuel Miranda band in Force oh Awakens. Okay, I was trying to think of what bands were in the sequels, and I couldn't remember anything but the one on. Um, I'm sure there was one on Canto Bite, but I didn't yeah. want to be on Canto Bite. <laughs> well, that's the Valance Planet. Oh, so what's the um? sure there was like a the the ewok band on <laughs> <laughs> in leia's wedding or no the ones that the ewoks that play the bones <laughs> just like me for real 
I think I would get drunk and then go ham with Wicket. Uh, I think there, I feel like I might be making this up, but I swear there's also a ban on like the Starlight Beacon opening or something. <laughs> I might be just like making that up, but I feel like there might have been. Oh my god, no! Wicket I'm- the Jedi. I think I'm the band that plays on Valo. That's like, we are one, we are many, we are me, we are you. You know that one? <laughs> but not not the version that like is in the book, but specifically the sped up version from the audio book with Mark Thompson's <laughs> <laughs> really like high voice. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, what's um, Siam, uh, Siam's oh, band. I- yeah, I that's that one I that's how I pick on course uh in her band. So true. Thanks. That's that's my that's my final answer. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <sighs> well, Ima, I hope that answers your questions. As you can see, we do enjoy answering our listener questions. So you can follow us. All of our so- socials will be in the description. Um, again, feel free to email us. It is just kesselrunrelaypod at gmail.com. As you can see, we love answering listener questions. Um, any other announcements that you guys want to make? Slay. Okay. Again, thank you so much for listening to this special episode slash celebration recap, and may the force be with you. <laughs>